Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome in here. Happy to have you on this Tuesday morning here on KMBZ. We are going to go right to uh, getting some more details about some breaking news that we're following this morning. And it is a topic of conversation that we have had before, and now maybe we're going to get some further insight into. There is a manhunt underway after a road rage incident in Overland Park. Yeah, John Lacey is with us from the Overland Park Police Department. John, always a pleasure to have you. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I want to start by having you take us through a little bit about what led up to this incident, because it seemed like something that happens so often. It was such an everyday incident until things went right off the rails. Yes. I mean, usually you have a typical that's a hit-and-run accident where people are, um, you know, you can get a make and model and you can call it in, 911. This one's a little bit different. Uh, on this one, after the person rear-ended the victim's vehicle, uh, the victim uh, was trying to slow down to get some information like, hey, pull over. And then that's when the suspects start to shoot a firearm at the vehicle. Luckily, the uh, suspect missed that vehicle. But the suspect has to understand this. He's very irresponsible with that firearm, and at the same time, there was a child in that backseat. I want to be clear about something, because this isn't usually the way it goes. I want to be clear that it was the vehicle that did the rear-rending, not the one that was rear-rended. It's the vehicle that did the rear-rending that then fired the shots. You're correct, yes. That vehicle was the one that fired the shots at the vehicle, uh, I believe it was a red Audi is what we're looking for. That's the suspect vehicle that struck the Toyota uh, 4Runner. John, do we know whether the initial accident was in fact an accident? Or, I mean, is there any indication that maybe this family, for whatever reason, somebody was angry about maybe being cut off in traffic or something, that, that they hit them on purpose? I'm not sure on that. I mean, like I said, it's still under investigation. We're still early. It has been assigned to a detective. But, um, that's why we got that information out there to the public. We want the public to help us on uh, something like this where we're looking for this vehicle because we need answers. And at the same time, we need this type of person off the street. What do you know about the family? What can you tell us about who was in the vehicle that was uh, shot well, at? Yeah, well, obviously they're shaking up on something like this. I mean, you think it's a hit and run, and basically we're going to uh, get the information. We can call it into the police. And, you know, that's what we want people to do. If there's a hit and run and the person starts leaving the scene, uh, the first thing you, you want to do is dial 911. Try to get a make or model and color of that vehicle, also the direction of travel, and, and try to get a description of the driver. 
And is this a situation where, I mean, thankfully around here, we have traffic cameras all over the place, but those traffic cameras are limited in scope as to where they have to point it in the right direction. And it's, I would imagine, pretty difficult to get a license plate number off of one of those as well. Can they be any help in finding whoever it was that was responsible for this? Yes, that's how we solve a lot of our crime is through the traffic cameras. But you have to understand sometimes the traffic cameras are aimed in the, you know, maybe they should be looking at east, but they're aimed north. Uh, another thing is we rely on our citizens. I mean, our citizens will come uh, forth with information of saying, hey, look, I actually saw something at that intersection. So we rely on the cameras, but we really rely on our citizens to come forth. Yeah, this was Saturday evening. Um, I want to be clear, too, about where this was. And was there a lot of traffic at the time? Did the family say, yeah, there, there were other vehicles around? Well, this was right around, oh, 6 o'clock, close to 6 o'clock, close to 7 o'clock, right around there. So it was uh, definitely dark at that time. But um, we do have cameras at all of our intersections, our major intersections here in Overland Park. What we call in police, we call them our main arteries, such as, you know, Lamar, Metcalf, Knoll, uh, 435, and Metcalf, Quivira, things of that sort. But in this location, it's, I don't think we have cameras in that area. So what our detectives are going to have to do, we're going to have to uh, go back and see if, uh, where these, this particular vehicle came from. We don't know if it came from 75th Street. We don't know if it came from all the way down from 119th and I-35. So we have to backtrack and see if we can locate this vehicle. And, and I'd like to have you do a couple of things for us. Uh, one of them, I hope, I, is not too obvious. But, I mean, you mentioned what a dangerous, dangerous, stupid idea this is to, to bring a gun out in traffic like that and fire it at another vehicle. But if you could talk some more about that and, and talk a little bit about the, the family themselves and, and the kind of damage that was done. If I, if I read the story right, the father, the one who was driving the car at the time, is a vet. I'm not real sure on that, but I can tell you this. The person that did the firing, uh, again, this is a person who's not a responsible gun owner. I'm not going to go down that road. Sure. That's another whole topic. However, um, this person is shooting in traffic. And like I've always said this, and I was born and raised in St. Louis, and I would always hear uh, this saying that a bullet has no name. As soon as you fire that uh, firearm, that bullet's going. And you don't know. You have to know your backstop and beyond. Uh, this family did not show any threat towards this person, and this person just pulls out a firearm and starts shooting. Did the family just stop then? Did they just stop and pull over and call police, or did they keep going somewhere? Oh, yeah, they kept going. They got out of there, and then they located uh, a safe place to uh, dial 911. I believe the family was trying to get information on that vehicle. They gave us a little bit. Like I said, we know that it's a red Audi, and we know that it's a Hispanic or uh, white male that was inside the vehicle. They only saw one person inside the car. So, like I said, they gave us a little description. Something's better than nothing at all. And so what? How, how else can the public help in a situation like this? Because, I mean, there's unfortunately, there's lots of red Audi sedans out there. But I guess on your side of this, people talk, and people tend to talk when they probably shouldn't. So, I mean, if, if we hear anything, if anybody has heard somebody maybe bragging about this or talking about it over beers at the bar, what should they do? Contact the Overland Park Police Department. Contact our non-emergency number, obviously. And uh, you want to speak with an officer and let them know, I have information regarding the uh, incident that occurred at uh, 635 and I-35. I want to broaden this 
Oh, sorry. I, I want to broaden this out for a second. We haven't talked to you in a bit, and I have stories in front of me of half a dozen incidents like this where there were road rage shootings in the last six months or whatever it was. And we talked on the air at length uh, a few weeks ago about how, and I told you this when I messaged you, that I was at a light, didn't intend to like switch lanes and get in front of somebody, but I sometimes you, you just do it on accident. And the guy lost mm-hmm. his mind. And I thought, mm-hmm. we're at this red light. He is going to come up to my window and, and he's going to shoot at me. We talked at length about what to do if you feel like you're in that situation where someone's provoked. What's going on lately and what advice do you have for people? Well, if you feel that they're going to do bodily harm or about to you know, do damage, call 911 ASAP. Just get, uh, get on the phone, call 911, give a description, give your location where you're at. If the person's being belligerent outside the vehicle, kicking your car, maybe banging on your window, there's going to be plenty of witnesses around. Especially if there's a main, if you're on one of our main streets here in Overland Park, we'll be able to capture that. And right, if they do damage to your vehicle, you're looking at criminal damage to property. So if they're kicking your vehicle and there's dent in it, or you can also look at a disorderly conduct. So um, just get a good description. And like I said, try to remain calm. I know it's hard to remain calm, but you never know what that person may have on their person. Right. Yeah, so I, I always tell people this better be safe, stay inside the vehicle, then be sorry. It did, definitely, yes. And it, you're right. I mean, especially when you're scared, it's incredibly difficult sometimes to, to maintain cool in a situation like that. Um, and, and I want to go back into what Jamie started with, the idea that we seem to be hearing about this a lot more. Unfortunately, sometimes things hit the news cycle and they hit all at once. But is there any truth to the idea that somehow the level of control that drivers seem to have on the streets right now is lower than it used to be? You know, I've been driving. And like I said, I was driving my mom around in St. Louis just last month. And I saw a guy just weaving in and out of traffic. And the first thing I thought to myself, now, where's the police? Yeah. And I thought to myself, well, I am the police, but I'm in, uh, you know, outside my jurisdiction. <laughs> and, and so the first thing I did, my mom was uh, like, I can't believe a person's driving like that. And I said, you know what, Mom? They drive like this in Oakland Park. They drive like this all around the Kansas City metropolitan area. It's just not here in St. Louis. So what I did was I was able to get a license tag of that vehicle. And I called it in to St. Louis County PD. And they said they can uh, have a car move into the area. Um, and the reason why we want people to call 911, because if you view someone driving aggressively in Oakland Park, it may be an officer right up the street or might be right around the corner, and we can make contact with that driver. So, I mean, like I said, always videotape if you, uh, if you can, if you have a passenger. Have that person videotape uh, the person that's the way that they're driving or the hit run or, or get type of information such as a license uh, tag number, make a model and color of the vehicle. I want to run one more what do we do if scenario by you because I was on my way home a couple of nights ago and I was on Broadway downtown and uh, sometimes you'll honk your horn because someone didn't check their blind spot and didn't see you and they're switching lanes and they're about to hit you so you hit your horn so that they see that you're there which I had to do because this guy was I mean inches from my door and as soon as I hit my horn to alert him that I was there I thought "Uh oh what's going to happen now. I, I, yeah. I feel like I don't know how to be in traffic anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, like I said, I see it, and I understand the public's frustration. I mean, I was just at, uh, on, I live near, I live, I live in Olathe, and there's a light, the light turned green, and I'm like, okay, I'm waiting, go, proceed. 
And I see she's looking down, and I'm like, okay, I bet she's on her phone. So I hook my horn, and I go around her, and I just look, and, yeah, she had her hand on her cell phone. Now, I don't know if she was lost or what, but we do have a lot of distracted drivers. And like I always tell people, put the phones down. If you're operating a motor vehicle, it can wait. I mean, if, you, if you're trying to check your TikTok or your ex or, or whatever, that can wait. It's not really that important. So we're, we want the drivers here in Oakland Park and around the Kansas City area to just pay more attention to the roadway. No doubt about it. And, John Lacey, we always appreciate the visit. As you mentioned, anybody who has any information about this shooting that took place on I-35 near 635 on Saturday evening, uh, call the non-emergency number for the Overland Park Police Department. Is that the 895-6300? You got it. 895-6300, and of course, that's area code 913. Uh, and John Lacey, again, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate the information. No problem. You guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. You do the same. You too. Thanks so and much be for, safe for being there. here. All right. Uh, if you have thoughts on what you heard, 913-586-7798. Still to come this hour, fascinated with this rescue attempt in India that's underway. Uh, we'll get to that at some point, but if you have thoughts here on this, feel free to call in. It's good information. Here we are again. We'll be back with your calls next on KMBZ. Talking for another minute here, because I want to bring up something in this story uh, about the story out of Fox 4. We just talked to John Lacey from Overland Park Police. They are looking for a red Audi. This was the vehicle that hit another vehicle from behind. This was the rear-ending vehicle. There was a Toyota. This was on uh, 635. Family says they were northbound on I-35 near 635. And then somebody in that red Audi started shooting, like you're gonna pull off and exchange information. And instead they started shooting at the Toyota. There was a child inside, luckily nobody was hit. There was a line in this story that I sent you on our thread. Maybe I'm reading too much into the wording here, but you had mentioned, is it possible that this started between these two cars before this moment even unbeknownst possibly to the driver of the car that was hit and then shot right. at yeah if there was something that that person felt oh you just insulted me and now i'm gonna take it out on you and again maybe i'm reading too much into the wording and if so that's fine but fox 4 said they reached out to the victims and their family responded saying they wish to remain private i take that anonymous due to safety concerns after the incident yeah, they have since gone back on that, and and I think as the story has gotten bigger, uh, their name is out there. I'm not going to repeat oh, okay. it now because it doesn't okay. much matter. But but I think in the initial, yeah, th there was that uh, that idea because I think the the first couple of Fox Four stories that they did about this did not mention their names. They just said a, a family, an Olathe family, or you know that was about as close as they got to it. I know. I mean, what I would what I read into that is that. Um, I mean, there's got to be a fear. He's still out there. He hasn't been caught. Nobody knows who he is. And you figure that if if there had been something else going on, that they may be afraid that if he knew who they were and knew what their name was, that he may come and, and try to exact some kind of payback for the fact that this manhunt is now going on. That's usually the reason if you're the victim of a crime, you're not public about it. Right.
is because you're afraid of retaliation. So, uh, again, police are looking for that red Audi. This was Saturday evening. It's just getting a lot more attention uh, today, especially as we go into a very, very busy driving period for the holiday. Yeah. So just be careful while you're out there. Uh, and I, I also want to bring up, by the way, a couple of people have mentioned some things on the text line that I think are very good pieces of advice. Uh, one of them said, get a dash cam. They're very cheap right now. Uh, as a matter of fact, I mean, we, we for one of our older cars that didn't have all the connecting stuff so you can run your phone through the radio, et cetera, et cetera, we got one for Jen that was an aftermarket that just plugs into the what used to be the c- cigarette lighter. <laughs> okay. They're not that anymore. Now they're the power outlet. But it sits on the dashboard. And it has the display. It'll do all of the Apple CarPlay stuff and run, you know, your your navigation software through it from your phone and everything else like that. If you don't have a car that'll already do that, but it also has a built-in dash cam, so you just pop in a little SD card and it will record. I think it's four hours at a time before it starts rolling over again, depending on how big a, a card you put in. So the texture's right. They're extremely cheap. They're very effective. I mean, the pictures on them are fantastic. And it will get the license plate of a car that is speeding away from you. And really, you don't need it to keep that video. Generally, what we need, or for, you don't need to keep it for long. Yeah. Usually what we need is what just happened so we can go back and see what it recorded. Yeah, exactly. And so when an incident happens that you need to save, all you do is once the incident is over, you just turn it off. And then it saves and it's all done. Uh, The other text that I wanted to bring up is the very first one that we got while we were talking to John Lacey that extolled the virtues of defensive driving courses. I could not agree more. Um, And there are several different levels of them. Even if you think you're an awesome driver, recognize Everybody else isn't. <laughs> so, right. I mean, if, if it's granted, it's not your problem if somebody else can't drive. But before it becomes your problem, find some great ways to to avoid being in the accident at all. And that's what those defensive driving courses do. I mean, there are some that go up to the level of being given by guys who are former Secret Service. Mm-hmm. And can tell you things you never in a million years would have thought of, but they need to think of them before anything happens. So that, that's excellent advice. And I, I would echo that to anybody who is even the least bit nervous, as you said. I mean, it, it seems like I don't know how to drive anymore. I mean, <laughs> you know? I was only half joking. I feel, yeah. I feel like I know how to drive. Yeah. I feel like I don't know how to drive in what this. I'm going to encounter. Yeah. Yeah. How, how to, to react. How to drive in today's world. And, and if that's you, those defensive driving courses, not only can they teach you a lot, but they can also give you that kind of peace of mind to know, okay, if something comes up that I normally wouldn't be ready for, now I'm going to have a good idea of how to deal with it. There are a ton of these courses. Just Google it. I just Googled defensive driving classes, Kansas City. Johnson County Community College offers one. There's, they're all over the place that you can take them. So, Great advice, and thank you for everybody that. Everybody be safe. Yes. While we have 30 seconds, are we talking at all about the game? Oh, <laughs> that's about all I can stand of talking about. That's that all I want to give it, quite uh, frankly. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm waiting for it because I, I heard uh, Parks and Sam talking about this after Dana left for the game last night. And and they were talking about the fact that they, the numbers bear out. You know, it's a statistical anomaly. Things like that happen in football. But at the games where Taylor Swift has been there, Travis Kelsey has had great games. And in the games where she hasn't been there, he's still Travis Kelsey. But he hasn't performed as well. And last night, who should <laughs> fumble down near the goal line but Travis Kelsey? 
the Chiefs did absolutely nothing in the second half. It was brutal to watch, and you just kind of felt, okay, yeah, they're up 10, but boy, are they letting these guys hang around for no reason. And sure enough, Philly took advantage. If you are concerned about that for next time, she does. I, I don't. I can't remember where she is next weekend, <laughs> but she play. She does a, a series of concerts again this coming weekend, probably South America. I have no idea where. And then she's done. She's off the road until February seventh when she plays in Tokyo. Uh-huh. Then it's a ton of dates. Then it's a gazillion dates at that point. I think she's in Sydney the night before the Super Bowl. Um, but with the international dateline and stuff, she might be able to get back anyway this is her last concert run here yeah. for a bit. But yeah, as far as the game itself went, it was rough to watch. A lot of turnovers. Uh, my only saving grace is that I bet the under because the weather was lousy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure enough, the over-under was 45 points. Uh, I, I won that one. But uh, yeah, it was it was hard to watch. And you knew that because of the cold and because of that, that little, the rain that just wouldn't quit, it mm-hmm. never really poured, but it just kept going. The turnovers might be an issue. And sure enough, they were. And they sunk the, sunk the Chiefs last night. When do we play again? Are we, are we, do we play this weekend, yeah. Sunday? Uh, Joe, I assume so. I th- yeah, it is definitely this weekend. I don't remember if it's a Sunday game, though. Uh, yeah, it, it must be. Yeah, because he wouldn't play Monday night two weeks in a row. Right, and we've already had our bye week, so they must play Sunday. Yep. So, okay, that's it. That's all we're going to do with it. If you want to, I, I, we're just all we're just all mad. We're just all mad today. We get it. We're we're all in the same place. So, call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, we'll take a break. Coming up, reminiscent of the mine collapse in South America, we've got a situation in India that now I'm just caught up in. We'll get to this coming up here on KMBZ. Hi. <laughs> uh, well, we we got the okay. we, we got the answer for you, Jamie. It's uh yeah, it is a late Sunday game. Uh Kansas City <laughs> will be taking on the Raiders in Las Vegas Sunday afternoon 325. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> good good to, good to know. Okay. Um 
I was fascinated by the story uh, that came out of Chile several years ago. I think it was 2010, wasn't it, where the, the miners were trapped. Yeah. Then this story out of India, which has been going for uh, a little bit here, uh, but just made a lot of news last night because we've got the first images now. Out of the workers, 41 workers trapped in a tunnel in northern India that was under construction. It's an area known for earthquakes, avalanches. The ground is just really unstable there. And that's what happened was the ground somehow shifted and it put, again, it's, in a, it's a tunnel, not a cave, but it's a big tunnel. I mean, think several stories high that cars are going to drive through because that's what they're trying to do in that part of the country is build more roads. Yeah. And so the ground just collapsed into this tunnel and blocked their way out. And it is fascinating to be reading about the rescue attempts. And I look at this and I go, <laughs> me with all my knowledge of how this stuff works, it would just be so simple. Clear out the debris that blocked <laughs> their way in mm -hmm. and just clear it out and you'll be fine. No, not at all that simple. No, yeah, the, the problem with that is every time you, I mean, it's it's like digging in sand. Anytime you pull some out, some's going to fall back in. And if you've got a void in there, the chances are pretty good that if you move the wrong sand at the wrong time, that void's going to collapse and, you're, you're, and you'll kill everybody in there. So, I, I mean, the, the fact that they've gotten video out of there is stunning to me as well. And you can see it in the faces of the people that are down there. I mean, that's got to be one of the most terrifying things that a human being could possibly live through. Yeah, and this isn't, this is different than the case in Chile where they didn't have a safe room to go to, right? This wasn't the kind of thing that you would be ready for. It just, it caved in while they were down there. So there were no supplies or anything waiting for them. It happened November 12th. We don't know exactly how they were doing between November 12th and when they were able to get a pipe horizontally through that debris that had caved in and they snuck. I can't think of what um, what kind of camera it was. It was used in medicine. I can't think of it. it was like a. Oh, yeah. Like you know, uh, the yeah, the scope an endoscope. Yes, yes. Is that what has the I camera? Was the, yeah, because yeah, I'm thinking it's not an arthroscope. That's for joints. Yeah, this is the endoscope. That's exactly right. So they did a small pipe. They shoved the camera through the pipe. They asked all of them. There's 41 guys down there. They asked all of them, record a short message so we see how you're doing, which they did. And the problem now, and with that then, they were able to get them oxygen. They were able to get them hot meals that they put into water bottles um, and, and the things that they would need. Now, there are various ways that they are trying to get them out. And again, what I thought would be most obvious was it, which is we'll just expand that hole where you've got the one horizontal pipe through the debris and just put a bigger one and boom, you're done. Big enough for them to crawl through. The ground keeps shifting. Yeah. They keep having to stop that effort. That was their first idea. So now they're looking at going vertically down through the mountain to try to cut through that way. Which is what and they did with the miners. Right. And they're looking at the other end of the other end of the tunnel to try to go in that way. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad it's not my job. <laughs> I say that a lot. I'm glad it's not my job to have to try to figure that out. But, I mean, time is of the essence here, not for just the obvious reasons, because they've at least got some kind of, of hole where if they need to, and I saw that they actually got some hot food down to them at one In point. water bottles, yeah, yeah which, that's what I said. They, uh, yeah, which was they got it to them. Very cool. Um, so the, but time is still of the essence because now what they're, they've got to be doing is waiting for the next earthquake. And again, it's um, it's so interesting because it's a pipe. They're not that far underground. Yeah. 
they were just diving, digging this tunnel. I shouldn't stop calling it a pipe, a tunnel to be able to drive through. But yeah, I mean, there could be another cave-in. Right now, they've got 1.2 miles horizontally to walk through. Mm -hmm. So a decent amount of space where they can spread out and hang out. But yeah, what if there's another cave-in? And what if the guys are separated when that happens? And what if the guys on the other end are harder to get to? It, it just, it's the exact same situation where they said, we're going to get them out. We have no long, no idea how long this is going to take. Yeah. And at least they don't have to worry, as you were kind of alluding to there, they don't have to worry about oxygen. That's not a problem at this point and, and wouldn't be for a very, very long time. Uh, but there, I mean, there are so many other possibilities and so many other things that could happen. Uh, a big wide open void like that, uh, they, they would be fine for, you know, for conceivably months. Uh, as long as they can still get to them. But, uh, yeah, that uh, you, you can't – there was another story in our thread that, that, we, uh, that we were talking about a little bit off the air that was about uh, you know, the guy who, as a stunt, buried himself for a Mr. month. Mr. Beast. Yeah, Mr. Beast. It was seven days. Oh, is that mm-hmm. all it was? He is seven days. Mm-hmm. And, and he was talking about after that experience, just being in tears because he said it wrecks you mentally to be confined like that even for a short period of time, like seven days and what they must be going through, not only being trapped in a place where they can't get out, at least not yet, but trapped in a place where you don't know what's going to happen five minutes from now. And every little tremor, every little shake in the ground has got to make them think, okay, is this the one where it's going to be all over? Yeah. They said um, they were encouraging them to do yoga, to try to stay calm There was a doctor on site that said avoid heavy workouts because that could increase the carbon dioxide. That's it. Like they can get oxygen to them. Yeah. But it's just a little pipe. You got rid of, you've got rid of, you've got to get rid of the CO2 is what he was trying to say. Yeah. Right. And and the pipe that's in there is only, I think it's only six inches wide. So you can't get blankets through that. And I can't remember how long that pipe is, but it's pretty long. Mm -hmm. It's, I want to say like 60 feet or something, but it's, you can't shove things, you know, that where are they sleeping? You know, just on their work clothes that they had. They're just, and what I'm wondering about is in the case in Chile, what happened was you had the foreman of the group that took leadership of that group of men while they were down there and they formed a society, basically. They had routine, they voted on things. Is that is that going to happen here? Yeah, I, I mean, it almost has to. You know, things have to get done still. And yeah, unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of time sitting around, but that's the worst thing you could possibly do because what do you do? You end up inside your own head thinking about, okay, thinking about your situation and how dire it actually could be. If somebody just texted in, doesn't it boggle your mind that, you know, with all the things we can do, we put a man on the moon 60 years ago, you know, or yeah, 55 years ago. And, and yet we can't figure out how to get people out of a hole effectively. And they will figure it out. I mean, um, you, you talk about the, the Chilean miners, and I know that was a story that really connected with you. For me, it was the ones in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, which yeah. is the same town where Flight 93 crashed. But years mm-hmm. before that, there was a, a mining collapse almost exactly like that. And what they ended up doing is very similar to what they did in the Chilean miners thing, if I remember right. They built, they they dug a very big hole next to, they had a very small hole that they got a phone down there through. Yep. And then they just dug a big hole next to it. Not big, but bigger, big enough to get a human being through and kind of invented this lift. It was like an elevator that, that yeah. eventually pulled those guys out. In Chile, it was called the Phoenix, P-H-E-N-I-X. It was a little capsule and NASA helped them develop it and just big enough to fit the guys. Yeah. 
And then that's how they lifted them out of there. And that took three months that they were down wow. there. I have 90 something days in my head. Okay. It didn't take as long as they thought. But it took a very long time. Yeah. Um, well, imagine and see, and that's where building that society that you talked about it, having somebody down there who, who takes a leadership role can really help out. Because how would you like to be, oh, I don't know, seventh in line when they're pulling guys out yeah. through that thing? And it's like, you've got to wait for six more guys. I, I mean, once you see it, uh, they actually referred to this in Jaws. It's like I, I was you know, when when Quint is telling the story about being in the water with with all the sharks around him. He says I was never scared until they started rescuing people, and that's when it became real. It was like, okay, how about coming this close and not making it? Yeah, somebody just mentioned on the text line, baby Jessica. Oh yeah, yeah. that's one of the first news stories I remember. Uh, in my life, that's one of the first ones. I, some of you have no clue what we're talking about. She got stuck in a well in, a, in yeah. Texas. It was yeah, it was, and it was a very small pipe that went down to that well. I think it was about six inches in diameter, and she got stuck all the way down to where the pipe hit a bend, but her leg was up near her face. Like one leg was down in the in the other bend of the pipe, but one leg got stuck up near her face. She was in that position for a long time before they could go down there and get her out of there. Um, back to the why don't we know how to do this? I think they do know how. They know because we've had this happen enough times now. Mm -hmm. They know to drill a hole from a direction. The problem is Mother Nature. Yeah. The problem is we don't know how to do it to withstand the earth shaking. And that terrain, the, that, yeah. uh, the fact that it's, it's as loose as it is, is not doing them any favors. That was the good thing about what happened in Shanksville and probably in the Chilean miner story as well, is that they were down under a lot of rock. And the, mm -hmm. the rock wasn't going to, you know, it wasn't likely to cave in, not as likely as the soft dirt that these guys are dealing with. Opposite problem, right? It was yeah. harder to drill through. Yep. They kept ruining drill bits because it was harder to That's drill right. through. Yeah. Opposite problem. As I was on TikTok last night, um, I mentioned this uh, on our thread this morning. I don't remember this story happening. TikTok will learn what you care about, and then we'll send you other things that you care about of based course. on what they know you like. And so I kept getting stories about a spelunker that got trapped inside a cave in Utah in 2009. This is the Nutty Putty Cave. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> yeah, I saw that on our thread and went, ah, they're acting like everybody remembers this story, and I'm not, I guess, part of everybody because I don't. I don't either, but it's a, a cave system that you just walk through and call, crawl through, and that's what this guy did. He crawled through a cave that barely fit him, but he tried anyway and was going to pull himself through and was just kind of shimmying on his hips. To mm -hmm. Like, that's how tight it was to try to get through yeah. and he got stuck. He inhaled to make space and was able to get through. And when he exhaled, he got stuck and was found. His brother was with him and was found a few hours later. Um, and they eventually tried to get him out. They were going to try to pull him uh, by the feet. They were going to try to take a rope and pull him by the feet. Okay. And the pulley system that they used with those ropes broke free from the rock of the cave and he fell back in oh, and wow. fell further in than he was and they couldn't reach him and he died of a heart attack and so they left him there i mean that's the burial site now and so they closed off the cave and they left him there it's like we always talk about with everest if you die up there you stay up there exactly and yeah. he was young if i'm if i'm not mistaken his wife was pregnant like oh wow young child i mean 
Sorry to, sorry just, to rain on everybody's parade. I, it's just no, there's so many of these. I mean, for, for every rescue, yeah, there's going to be somebody that they're not able to get out, they're not able to get to, and you don't think that it's going to be something that simple, that it, that it would be somewhere where a bunch of people have gone before, and you think, okay, well, that's all right. Um, I, I have, I'm not claustrophobic. I mean, I've told you before, I got stuck in the same elevator twice, <laughs> you know, and it's like I just sat down and waited for the elevator repair guy to get there, and it was fine. But there's something about small spaces like that that are far underground. And that I've been to, uh, is it Merrimack Caverns that's over south of St. Louis where Jesse James's gang hid out at one point? Um, I believe so. But those are big, giant, you know, wide open caves and caverns and stuff. You're never in a little, you know, closed in space where you have to squeeze through somewhere to get through. Uh, Howe Caverns in central New York State is almost exactly like that. That's a little smaller, a a little more closed in. Those things are fine, but if I've got to squeeze through someplace and uh, you know ju- just to get to the next room, I don't want to go to the next room. I- I'm not, you know, I-, I can live without going to the next room. I'm fine. Uh, I assume you have not done Stratica yet, which is the salt mines no. that you can walk through and I've stuff in, in Hutchinson. Driven by it a couple times, but yeah, I've never gone in. So that's fine because they're big. Yeah, I mean they're they're massive to walk through. You sort of don't think about it. The only time that I've ever freaked out in a small space like that was uh, when I was in Vietnam and you were in, we were in the Southern part, you can go through the Suchi tunnels that still are intact that the Viet Cong used to escape. Mm-hmm. They're open and you can crawl through it maybe for half a mile. Okay. If you want to, and then it comes up on the other side. So you got to go down eight feet and then it's like a crawl space. No, the w- I, I lost my mind. <laughs> that was it. Huh? Yeah. The, yep. the one that I have been fascinated with, because, I mean, just seeing the pictures and recognizing the historical significance of it that I've always wanted to do is the city that's underground in Seattle. I've never done it, and I'm, yes. And I'm just not sure. I, you know, that's one of those that I wouldn't know until I was down there if it was too much and too small, like you ended up. It was like, okay, once you're in there, now you realize, oh, this is not cool anymore. I'll stop dorking out in half a second, I promise. But the other thing about that <laughs> is that if you start Googling, uh, like you and I have done stories about some of the most remote places on earth and yeah. stuff like that. And there are places in Northern Russia, again, this is what comes up on TikTok, where they build the entire city underground because it's too cold above. Yeah, the, sure. It's just so remote well, and so windy and so cold. They just build the entire city below ground. For now, anyway. <laughs> you know, right. Give it a few years, yeah. it'll be like here. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that that idea of being closed in. It's funny. I, I have seen, I'm a horror movie guy. So I've seen movies where, you know, all kinds of slasher stuff goes on. And it's like, okay, that that's fun. That's just entertaining to me. But the one scene that I cannot take, and I saw it in the theater the very first time that I saw it, I thought, okay, I need to close my eyes. I can't watch this happen, is in the movie Aliens, there's a scene where Bishop, the android, has to go from one side of the compound to the other, and he crawls through a pipe that's so tight, and they show it from the front as he's kind of wriggling his way through this thing, that his hands are down at his sides, and he's just moving his shoulders back and forth to slither through like a snake, and I thought, I I, I can't. I mean, I'm sitting in a wide-open, cavernous movie theater, and I need to shut my eyes because I can't take that. I'll leave you with uh, the movie 127 Hours. Yes. About the guy who got stuck with a rock. And had to cut his arm off. Yeah. Yeah. This is when you talk about being stuck somewhere. Mm -hmm. Tell people where you're going. (laughs) Always tell people where you're going. Good advice. Uh, All right. Uh, 913-586-7798. We'll take a break. We'll wrap the hour next on KMBZ.
we go to Hawaii to wrap the hour here. I don't know how this happened, but a U.S. Navy plane overshot a runway and went into the bay. Whoops. <laughs> and it's a big one, too. And, and I mean, uh, it's it's in Kaneohe Bay, if you know uh, the Hawaiian geography at all. But, yeah, it just overshot the runway and overshot it by quite a bit. I mean, they skipped it out into the water. It, it's completely, it's not submerged, but it's just, it's completely out there surrounded by water now. And one of the things that they're worried about, I mean, sure, they've got to get the plane out of there, and it's probably done for, I would think. I mean, I don't know anybody who's going to want to fly that plane anymore. But uh, the other thing is the environmental impact from mm-hmm. leaving jet fuel and all the damage that can be done to coral and everything else from having this plane do what it did and skip off the runway into the water. Analogies are being made to when Captain Sullenberger did a water landing yeah. in the Hudson. The difference is he meant to do that. <laughs> yeah, that was his only choice. Birds. Right. Yeah, in this case, I'm more I'm more thinking of Armageddon where they missed their landing site, sorry. Yeah. But this is they they blew it. They missed the landing strip. And the thing that look, I'm not a pilot, right? So I'm not going to get in a pilot's face and go, "You dummy." But at the same point, when we normally hear, well, it's not like we normally hear about planes overshooting the runway, but when we have heard about that in the past, it's Newark or Chicago or someplace like that because it's icy and wet and cold and nasty. This is Hawaii. I mean, it's the most beautiful weather on the planet. Yeah, uh, part of the concern is that that bay is home to coral reefs. Yeah. Hammerhead sharks, stuff like that. And so you want to protect that it's also, area. It's also really pretty. Once they pull the plane out, I recommend mm-hmm. a visit. Under investigation, for sure. All right, we'll take a break. Coming up the next hour, what a boss did to test his employees' loyalty. Get to that coming up on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.